Welcome to the Cabin Crew Podcast. Welcome to the Cabin Crew Podcast, another episode of a New York Jets fan podcast by Jets fans for Jets fans. I'm Ben. That's Aaron. Rocking the brand new Aaron Rodgers number eight jersey. You feeling comfortable in that thing, my man? I'm I'm feeling uh I'm feeling uh championship worthy Ooh. in this in this jersey. I'm feeling feeling like a winner. Nice. The first time first Jets quarterback jersey I put on in a long time where I feel like W's are coming. We know the Harold history with Aaron owning Jets fans or Jets quarterbacks jerseys, but this could be a curse. It, it, ah. it, it, yeah. It feels let's, different. Let's be positive. We've we've had a lot of backlash on Twitter of being cautiously optimistic about the season. So yeah. I don't know if we need to change our minds, but nope. we, we No, no. Positive, cautious vibes only. All positive. We are Jets fans who like know that we're gonna be good this year, but let's prove yeah. it first with the guys yeah. we have in our locker room. We've got a huge show today. Huge news on the Jets front this week. After the 4th of July holiday, we took a week off. The NFL storylines did not. The New York Jets will be on HBO's Hard Knocks this training camp. Huge news. And yeah. the Jets signed Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle, who's been in a contract stalemate all summer long. Welcome to the green and white queue. Not that we didn't have you ever, but huge contract news for Quinnen Williams. And couldn't have come at a better time. So the, the Hard Knocks announcement was yesterday. Quinn was today. Yep. And thank God it got done because I can't think of more drama, distraction, BS than Quinn and Williams' contract extension talks during Hard Knocks. It would have just been like Revis 2010 all over again. Yeah. And, and here's kind of what I'm thinking. This is a weird theory that the Jets are just going to knock off all the storylines before training camp starts next week so, so hbo like, can't follow anything. So HBO has nothing. <laughs> it's just like they have no content it's just gonna be filming practice so they're yeah. just getting it all out of the way so they got nothing because they they didn't want to do it i mean they'll still have the, the character guys you know like sauce yeah. being sauce or like aaron Rodgers probably not being himself in front of the camera probably like making no. you know off you know just corny things i think but yeah. there won't be any like real content so you're right what what other drama could they get out of the way other than this quinn williams thing could be Dalvin Cook. Maybe they get rid of that signing before training camp, uh, before HBO comes in. Yep. Um, what else do we got? Zach Wilson. Yeah. Maybe they just send the number two. I don't know. Maybe they just send Zach Wilson on like a three month vacation with like a private coach. <laughs> He's not even there. So Could there's be. no, there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I, I think that there's probably going to be storylines that emerge. Like we don't know that'll happen. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a good thing that there's going to be less drama, contract negotiations, because then it'll be like more of a traditional hard knocks where like you follow the guys on the cut line. You kind of like see if they make the team. Will they? Won't they? The preseason games mean a lot to these guys. So it could make yeah. for better TV, which, hey, I'm here for. So, yeah. And, you know, not even just hard knocks, but I know one Jets drive is going to be Monday nights throughout training camp. So they're still doing that. Still got hard knocks. So it's like the Jets content is just at an all time high. Which crazy is amount of different content. than years past. Yeah, it's good. It's a good thing. I, yeah. I think personally, yeah. I've been missing it. I don't know how you've been feeling. Like, yes, there's yeah. been stuff on Twitter and Instagram, but 
the one Jets Drive team is killing it, and HBO yep. is like basically NFL films, and it's unprecedented access. So it's going to be pretty cool to see. And I'm kind of changing my mind on Hard Knocks. At first, I didn't want it. We have to, yeah. And now it's like, okay, I get to watch the Jets on Hard Knocks because usually I'll watch Hard Knocks every year, but I'm not like super invested. Yeah. I'll like scroll on my phone, just have it on. But now it's like, all right, I'm all in. This is the year. This is the year to do it. Are we going to be the first Hard Knocks team to win the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes. Put it in writing. Yeah. But like in pencil. But July uh, 13th. 13th, 9 p.m. It has been said the New York Jets will be the first Hard Knocks team to win a Super Bowl. There was some stat out there earlier this week I saw that there's been, what, one playoff win among Hard Knocks teams in the last 10 years? Yeah. Not a good who was it? Who was that? The Cowboys, maybe. Okay, yeah. But yeah, here's it's not the thing. Good... The Jets made the AFC Championship the game the, the year they were on Hard Knocks. Yeah, so they they were successful. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's all... It's all just speculation. It's all just BS that the media likes to conjure up to put a jinx on the Jets. All right. So former Jets GM Mike Tannenbaum on ESPN. Did you see what he said? I was watching the Sports I, Center this morning. I saw a tweet by him about yeah. like the contract thing with with Q. Oh, no, this is about Hard Knocks. So he was okay. like he was GM from '08 to '13, and when the Jets were on Hard Knocks, he said, "Listen." You can say it's a bad thing. It's a distraction. There are, like, cameras in the building. But for him, he said that it actually forces guys to play harder and, like, go harder because there's cameras in the building and they got to show up and show out. And even if they don't make the team, they're hustling so that they can get picked up by another team. And then it also is just competition. So if your third-string guys who are on the cut line are practicing harder, that's going to make the first-string guys better. Iron sharper yeah. iron. So I'm like, you know what? With that perspective, sure. Bring all the cameras. Like, all for know, it. Spot, spotlight on it 24-7. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I just saw a funny tweet by him. Um, it was today when, when Q got got the extension. Just joking that like, oh, yeah, good to do that before hard knocks. Because that whole Revis thing. So yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. I, am, I am definitely in favor of hard knocks as we should be now. But yes, yeah. let's talk about Quinn and Williams. So. Quinn Williams, defensive tackle, signs for it. Reportedly, this is not like the Jets aren't putting this out, but four years, $96 million. So my man got paid. That's huge. Got paid. And what is it, $66 million guaranteed, I yep. think? Yep. Something like that. So he, you know, as we've said from the beginning, hashtag trust in Joe Douglas. Like, Oh, yeah. We've had the faith the whole time. We knew it was going to get done. Um, and then I, I did see that Woody Johnson tweeted um, – very shortly after, like, I think it was before Schefter broke it, I just saw a tweet that said, hey, Quinn and Williams. So oh. Woody Johnson tweeted, hey, at Quinn Williams. And uh, Quinn and Williams responded, let's kick some ass this year. Thanks Hell so yeah. much. Hell so, yeah. So, you know, it's – everyone's happy. Everyone's good to go. We got the guy back. It's done. For the first time, probably since, like, 2010, I feel like I, I like Woody Johnson. <laughs> like and there's yeah. always like this love hate relationship with owners, but he's been paying dudes this offseason. Yeah. Like, everyone who needs to get paid or restructured or bring Aaron Rodgers, like he's in win now and spend whatever money you need to to win. And I like it. And not even that, but think about how bad the Jets draft picks have been because this is Oof. the first one since Mo Wilkerson that signed a second deal. Bad. And and that was 
Mo Wilkerson sucked after he signed that second deal. I was going to say. So, yeah, what do we think? Like, whenever guys sign these big contracts, sometimes there's a tendency to, like, take the foot off the gas a little bit. Does he still Especially perform with that at guaranteed that? money? Exactly. Like, he's paid. Yeah. He's set. He's chilling now. But I feel like, yeah. I don't know why, but, like, Q just seems different, a lot more humble, like, still going to work hard. But do you foresee a problem? Like, is he still going to be at all pro, you know? If they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, I would see a problem. Okay. Not a problem, but I could see him being like, all right, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to ease up. I'm just going to play my game. But now that it's win now, all the chips are on the table. Like, I feel like he's going to be like, this is this is the opportunity. Let's go win it now. Yeah. It's and the it's, only difference. It's like the energy in the building because of Rodgers yeah. is like what you're saying. Everyone's going to want to play at a higher level. Um, yeah, the defense is already amazing, and now there's like more vets around him. And what he's basically a vet at this point. This will be his what fourth year in the league. Yeah, fifth year. Yeah, uh, let's see, 2019, 21, two, fifth year in the league. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I, I, let's let's foresee a big year for Q. Maybe not. Let's see, career high twelve sacks last year. That's a lot for an interior lineman. And granted, it was his. It was a contract year for him, so he had to. Yeah. Had to do it last year. We'll probably see the same thing with Beckton this year. He'll be unreal contract sure. year. But I mean, I just I just think with Aaron Rodgers, they got the roster. If he if he kind of quote unquote screws us and like just takes it easy, I don't see it happening, but that would really, really fucking suck. Yeah. I'm not gonna turn on Q. I don't think No. Like, no. He's got enough support around him where I, you know, even if he doesn't get 12 sacks again, or even 10 sacks, he'll pressure the quarterback and he'll have guys on the edge like Will McDonald or like guys behind him, Carlos, like whatever, who are going to yeah. make his job easier, much like Aaron, Aaron Donald stands out um, with, with LA. So I, it's, I'm not concerned. It's just like a hesitancy. Yeah. Be like, he got paid. He deserves it. Let's fucking go. But, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll temper my expectations on the stats, you know? Because what's his motivation now other than, you know, Super Bowl, but like, he could be, you know, all pro. He could be defensive player of the year. He, you know, he, yeah. he has the talent to do that stuff. So let's make it happen. Do we know if there's any like incentives in the contract? I was just thinking that. Yeah. Th- there has to be. I feel like every single contract has those kind of incentives. To, so there, there has to be something where he'll make more. Um, I don't know if that's like, obviously that can't be the guaranteed money, but like if he has X amount of sacks, he gets like a million or whatever. Right. You know? I'm sure I'm sure it'll come out, especially like end of the season, like when he's a, a, a quarterback <laughs> yeah. rush away or whatever. And it's yeah, yeah, going to be built in. So that'll be interesting. Do you think that Q is going to be one of the guys that's going to be like a character on Hard Knocks or, or how do you like I was going to ask, who do you who are you looking forward to seeing most on Hard Knocks? So most on Hard Knocks, I think uh, I think our guy Zach Koontz is going to get a lot of a lot of airtime. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think he's kind of on that line. We've seen some reporters, some reporters we won't mention on this podcast because we don't agree with them that he's like on the cut line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might be a story. Just his personality and his like athleticism in general, I think is going to make it a story. I think Joe Tipman might be one too, okay. uh, another rookie. Um, and then obviously Sauce, um, yep. Michael Carter, running back Michael Carter. He's a that. funny dude on his yep. on the Jets social media. He's always got like funny lines. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? 
What do you think? No, I, I think you hit on them all. I, I, I think they're going to try to cover Aaron Rodgers, but he might not give them the access that <laughs> yeah, they want. That's kind of my only concern with that one. I, yeah, I think, you know, they usually go to, like, the quarterback's house and, like, look at, like, his, yep. you know, his family life and the, I don't, that no way is that happening. They I, might do I, it with Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. I think Zach Wilson will be a big character. Because even in years past, I've done like backup quarterbacks. Maybe like a quarterback who like won't make the roster, like David Blau last year yeah. um, in Detroit. And I think even the year that he was on the Browns hard knocks, David Blau was like on the cut line. Um, yeah. So sometimes they do like, I don't know. I don't, don't think Tim Boyle will be a character, but like I'm, I won't even worry about that. But yeah, for sure, Zach Koontz. I'm looking forward to that. Sauce yeah. a ton. Um, and probably like, I want to say Sala and. There's like a linebackers coach I think I saw someone tweet about who's just got like a fuck ton of energy. I'm going to get the name wrong. Oh, uh, okay. I think I know who you're talking about. He, he's been on the Jets drive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He has been. So I'm like totally here for sort of like the coach coach things. Um, yeah. Is it the, the linebackers coach maybe? Tight ends or is coach. It the tight ends yeah, coach. Yeah. Okay. Ron Middleton. I yeah. am looking forward to seeing him on Hard Knocks. Um, yeah, him, Robert Sala, even a little bit of Nathaniel Hackett. I feel like that'll yeah. be fun because, yeah, you like some guys get followed to the house, um, but like some guys will, won't let you do that. But like for coaches, they got cameras in like all their offices and all their meeting rooms and su- shit like yeah. that. So I'm like, we could see like some pretty fun, fun stuff. So I'm kind of kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see like the energy of it too, mm-hmm. and like the, I guess like the. That's what kind of like I like about Hard Knocks is the the like access that you get. Like you you hear the coaches in meetings, you hear them, you know, in huddles and stuff, and players too, like talking trash to each other or like calling out um, mistakes that players make or mm-hmm. things like that, and, and really getting in people's faces that you don't really see other than Hard Knocks. It'll be revealing, I think, to see. Everyone yeah. says, "Oh, the Jets locker room is." really good now with Aaron Rodgers, but I guess we'll get an inside look about like yeah. whether or not people do hold each other accountable or if Rodgers is throwing pop quizzes in there in meeting rooms and stuff. So it'll, it'll be fascinating, I think. So, Yeah, and I've said, said this for a long time. I think it's a great idea. I think HBO needs to start covering games. Mm. So unfiltered, you know, um, what's the word? Like, like, uh, all yeah, access, like swear, sort of thing. all access, but like oh, explicit, explicit. Yeah, yeah, like you get that. Like, there's no commentators. Like, no one's announcing the game. No one's calling the game. You just hear coaches and players the entire game. Like, I think that would be sick. No matter the sport, think NBA football. Did they try. They try to do that with an NBA game. No announcers. Maybe Did I'm thinking something. Else. Oh, I think it was like a players only, but it was like it was just like okay. Reggie Miller and. Dwayne Wade or whatever, like no, player. yeah. But you're saying no announcers, just all field Nothing. sound, just all field sound. Like you get them up close and personal. You hear them talking trash to each other back and forth. Like I, I just think that would be awesome. It would have to only be on HBO because yeah. everything else, the games are on NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, family friendly. They're you know yeah. over the air channels, so that's the only challenge. Right. I, I I don't know if the NFL would ever do it. No, maybe. I'm sure in all the professional sports, some things are said that cannot be aired, you know? But, like, social media does love, like, a good F-bomb, and it's, oh, like... Oh, it's great. Yeah, I know. But then Whenever if you watch the, the game on CBS, like, it, it 
goes blank. Like you're like, oh, someone yeah. swore because you can't hear anything. They mute it. Whenever the mic accidentally catches it, it's the best. It is. It's yeah. so funny. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like That's the best sound. Down. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. It's so funny because it's so like distant yeah. on those two. Oh, and it's great. just like just when the announcer's not talking and it's like, motherfucker. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. So lots of that on Hard Knocks. Uh, that's an yeah. idea, though. But, well, when they do the preseason games, I, I think it'll be interesting. So that'll uh, probably be a storyline too. Todd Bowles. Oh, coming back when yeah. they when they play the Bucks, the yeah. joint practices and all that. That is true. I'm sure there's probably some like pictures of him up at like the facilities at Florham Park and stuff. Um, yeah. And again, wasn't a bad coach. Uh, but I think that'll be like what, like probably the last week of training camp or something. So. I think so. Yeah. Might might be a quick storyline, but it'll it'll be fun to see. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. More Jets content. Jets on hard knocks every we think Tuesday nights. Uh yeah. a day before you get one Jets Drive content on Monday nights. So we're yeah. gonna be nonstop here with New York Jets coverage for uh the rest of the summer. Training camp starts in a week, less than a week from now. Yeah. So the Jets are looking like they're ready. As we predicted, Aaron Rodgers had some of his teammates, not just wide receivers, because DJ Reed was there too, out west, probably near his Malibu estate, somewhere near, just chilling on the beach. They probably worked out. There haven't really been videos yet, but we know at least that they were no. hanging out, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, they know they're out there. I, I also saw a picture of Aaron Rodgers working out. Did you see that picture? Like so doing was dips going or up, something? Yeah, or squats or, or something. Lunges. Yeah. Um, Lunges, that was it. The, yeah. the caption was like, Aaron Rodgers looks jacked. So he's he's putting in the work, you know? It's it's good to see. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, again, when he had that picture with Kevin Durant, I was like, he never struck me as like a lifting guy. But he, not you that he wrong. was that, – that lunge. I mean, he was doing like a medicine ball thing. Yeah. And he's toned. I don't think he's like fucking rich. He's exactly how a uh, quarterback, quarterback should be. Yeah. At 39, 40 years old should look. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, name me a quarterback in this league that's like built. Cam Newton, not in the league anymore, but right, exactly. That's the like, only one I can think of. Even like a guy that you think is like, oh, he's probably huge, Josh Allen. Like he's just tall and broad, just a big dude. Yeah, yeah he's not necessarily yeah. like in shape, but like you look at like, I don't know. I've been watching uh, Quarterback on Netflix. Have you been watching? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. But like Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, like even Patrick Mahomes, like they're not huge, like yeah, you know, but they're no. just like fundamentally sound. And Rodgers is, but he's also putting in work in the locker in the weight room. So. Hey. That's uh, honestly very promising to see. Developing the chemistry, getting in shape, getting their mind right, getting their bodies right. Jets are doing everything they're supposed to be doing. That's it. That's it. We can't wait for training camp to start. Hopeful that we will go next Saturday. First yes. open open practice. Is it Tickets first on or sale. Oh, it is the first. Yeah. That's the, the first open one. practice is Sunday. Right. Yeah. Tickets on sale Monday. We're cautiously optimistic still. Yeah, yeah. To get tickets. Everyone but. log on at uh, noon on Monday to get their tickets. Yep. They yep. go on sale at noon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So make sure 11.59, that's the first time you open your computer to, yep. to check out those tickets. Yep. Yep. We got them. I think we got them. I think we got them. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, sure. so we'll, we'll see everyone there at training camp in Florham Park uh, if you can get your tickets, which they're free. free. And parking's free. Fantastic. That was, you might that's have, great news. You might have to walk a little bit. And it's going to be probably humid and hot, but it'll be fun. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. it'll be great. We're HBO cameras to... all over the place. It'll be... Oh, That's the okay. thing. We got we to gotta try to get on the episode here. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Shout out to the wife for making the cabin crew hats, so we can definitely brand ourselves. I know. That's right. Let's, I, I can't see it in the in the frame. You got to bring it in the frame. Bring it in. Yeah. There it is. All right. It is. We'll be rocking them at, uh, at training camp July 22nd. Cool. All right. Looking forward to seeing all the Jets fans there. We'll be leading or at least be taking part in the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets chance. Yep. Will Dalvin Cook be there? We don't know. He's still yep. not signed with the team. There are still rumors. The last that we've officially heard from the Jets was that they were still, quote, what, turning the pages over on him or doing their homework on him or whatever. Gaining momentum is what I yeah. saw. I, I I don't know. So we're still in this, like, will he, won't he sort of thing. And, again, no we're, we're in the camp yeah. of no, but, hey, if he's there, yeah. we'll take him. So I just kind of yeah. want a conclusion to this saga. Sign with someone, Jets or not. Yeah, I saw that the Dolphins apparently offered him something and he didn't like it, so he did, he turned it down. Mm. It was not enough money for him. So Because he had an outstanding offer from the Vikings of, like, what, seven, $8 million a year? Is that right? Something like that, yeah. So he wants, since the Vikings cut him, yeah, he, he wants just as much as he could have gotten in Minnesota. Fair? As we've said, get paid while you can. Right, right. But does does this create, like, a bidding war? between the Jets and Dolphins. Hopefully they're smart and they don't overpay. That's that's all I can say about it. That's again been my concern from the beginning that the Jets would overpay for Dalvin Cook, but yeah. Whatever they're going to do at this point, let me just say this. Hashtag trust in Woody Johnson. There it is. Yeah. Spend the money, bring in who you got to win that Lombardi trophy and you can throw all my takes, all our takes out the windows. Don't save the receipts of our videos on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Again, follow us at Cabin Crew Pod. But just like, whatever. If he's there, if he produces, I'm all here for it. And and what we say is just opinions. This is just how we feel. This is not like, I don't, we don't go through the ins and outs of like Dalvin Cook versus Brees Hall and what else they bring. To, this is just a personal opinion. Don't think we need him. And if they get him, we'll be in his corner. If they don't, we will be happy. True. All right. <laughs> Dalvin, <laughs> your happiness uh, is – our happiness is dependent on what you do next. So Yep. Yep. Either uh, we go into seasonal depression early or mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or we're, we're vibing out the summer vibes until mid-September. As Jets fans, are we just always seasonally depressed when football season comes around? I feel like this is usually the high point of Jets fandom. Like right training before camp. training camp. True. Optimism. New All-time season. High. Turn on the page, and then week one starts, and it's depression. Absolutely true. Yeah. To play the Bills, might start 0-1, knock on wood. But yeah, right now, 0-0, zero and zero. no one's hurt. We're undefeated, baby. I know. and we, We're undefeated. 20, 2023, are we undefeated in 2023? What we do? No, I don't think so. We think we lost to the Dolphins, like week 18. So Okay. So We can't say that anymore. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately yeah. not. There's an extra se- uh, week in the season. But anyway. We'll see. Vibes are at an all-time high. Jets fans are out there defending all the moves that we're making. Yeah. Which is, which is great. Let's turn the page. Social media, we had some beef this week. What's going Did. on, Aaron? F- fill us in. You're, you're, my, you're my Twitter guy. Big beef. Um, between uh, First, it started with Asante Samuel, uh, former, former Patriots yep. cornerback, um, and Sauce Gardner. So... Some NFL insider, 
ESPN reporter, someone. Jeremy Fowler, yeah. Jeremy Fowler. He tweeted out like his top eight, top ten cornerbacks of the league. Sauce was number two. Uh, I think like Sertain was one or Patrick something Sertain. like that. Yes. Yeah, this, this was a survey of NFL players, coaches, and execs. So not yeah. even Jeremy Fowler's top ten. Like yeah. A randomly surveyed assortment of like NFL people. Right. And apparently uh, Sante Samuel didn't like that sauce was so high. He liked somebody else, a different rookie. Drawing a blank on the name right now. Um, but he thought that sauce was propelled by the New York media. And that's why he is so good in Sante Samuel's eyes. When sauce defensive rookie of the year, you know, you can list all the stats and everything. He, he's a great player. He had a great first season. He did. As a Jet. It wasn't the media. I, I don't I don't know what... I've never seen a positive thing about the Jets in, in the media. In, what, 13 years? years? I, I totally agree. So I don't know where he's getting the idea that the New York media is propelling someone's career. This is the Soft first time the Jets it. have re-signed someone that yeah. they've drafted. Yeah, in like years, so, it is starting to be positive. It's not the New York media; it's it's no, the Jets actually doing good things. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any. His argument makes zero sense because, yeah. if anything, the New York media has bashed the Jets for years and years and years, and the media across the country has. Right. So that's how it started. I think Asante Samuel was saying that because Sauce Gardner, and and we'll probably get into this point later with the whole Revis thing, but it's just like Sauce didn't have what the stats to prove it. He had two or three interceptions or whatever. Quarterbacks didn't throw his way. He was drafted yeah, fourth right. overall because, like, he blankets guys. Sauce Gardner right. is that good. Quarterbacks are scared of him. You watch the tape. You watch yeah. the film. Sauce is covering Justin Jefferson and DeAndre Hopkins and uh, fucking Jamar Chase. Like, he is all over these guys. Devontae yeah. Adams, whatever. Like, he is there, and he's holding these guys, like, under 40 yards receiving. It's crazy. Like, who? he didn't allow a touchdown all year. Sauce is a top, no doubt, three quarterback in the league. So being number two by yeah. NFL players, coaches, and execs in this random survey makes total sense. Why is Asante Samuel giving him shit? Makes no sense. He's putting way too much emphasis yeah. on stats and statistical relevance. That shit doesn't matter. Look at the film. And Asante Samuel may have more interceptions than Rebus or name a quarterback, but guess what, man? They were throwing your way. Like Or, you know, interceptions are a tricky <laughs> stat too. It's like ball get, yeah. gets tipped and you're in the right place at the right time. Does that's, that is that because you're a great cornerback or is no, that just you're like fucking lucky? Yeah, you're lucky and like your safety or your fellow cornerback tipped it and it went right to you. So it's not like yeah. you did anything. That's luck. Sometimes yeah. sometimes it can be because you read the route well. Sometimes yeah. it's not. So like he he just Asante Samuel probably just played in really good systems, right? Played for really yeah. good defensive coordinators, put him in the right spot. He was a good player, not a Hall of Famer, as Revis will say. But like, hey, played well, was in the league for a long time, got respect for his game. But he's not yeah. know, he's not that good. Like no. he earned his money, but I don't think no. he has any place to say that Revis isn't deserving or Sauce isn't deserving. Yeah. And so that's how it started was he came after Sauce, and then he looped Revis into his argument that the New York media propelled Revis to a, a standard that was unrealistic or something like that. But like you said, Revis was the greatest corner for how many years in yeah. the league? Like over six, and, seven, eight years, whatever, which is hard to do. 
and he's guarding the number one receiver on the other teams. Like you look at that, I forget what season it was or whatever. It's like you go down the list. It was like Andre Johnson, uh, fucking Larry Fitzgerald. Keep going down the yeah, list. Yeah, it was a it was Sunday like, Night Football graphic, right? And it was like one catch, seven yards, like yeah, four targets, like just like. And someone pulled up a, a tweet of like, because Asante Samuel was like, "Oh, who did who did Sauce Gardner defend last year?" And it was like all the list of the the, the receivers that he defended. It was like DK Metcalf, like two catches, fifteen yards. Yep, like it's the same type of thing. It's like, dude, the guy's good, but so he came after Revis. Revis responded, just landed. Here we go. Shake my head. I really don't know much about this guy. Never was inspired to watch his film, but something does jog my memory. Uh, I do remember we played the Falcons. Rex Ryan made a highlight clip of Asante being double moved on almost every single route. I recall Rex saying to receivers in our weekly team meetings, the game plan was if he lined up across from you, double move him every time. So like, just talking shit about Asante saying, we're like, we suck. Yeah. And Asante Samuel came back and said, he could have showed you, you got beat on more double moves than myself. That's a fact. If I don't know much, go look in the history books. I'm in there. What about you? And Rebus dropped the mic with try again, mother sucker. I'm a first ballot hall of famer. So that's all you you can't, you can't really argue anymore with that point. He's first ballot hall of famer. It's over argument done. I don't think Asante Samuel had a chance. He was, uh, running no. a fool's errand, trying to get into a battle with Darrell Revis about who is like a better cornerback or whatever. Like, really, really. Again, look at the film, Asante. Like, you got double moved on, and nobody threw to Darrell Revis. He was called Revis yeah. Island for a reason, and there's a reason why the Jets called out Samuel on tape. So, why are we talking about this ten years later, twenty years later? I don't know. I don't think it matters, but I- I'm really happy, and I'm on Darrell Revis's side. And I'm glad he said it for himself. Yeah, 100%. And even so, this argument closes the door right here. So, Dave Portnoy, uh, founder of Barstool Sports, sure. noted, passionate Patriots fan, said this because he saw this all going down. And he said uh, something about um, so Revis tweeted Asante Samuel as they were going back and forth about Samuel not picking off uh, the pass. I think it was like to David Tyree when they were going to be undefeated or something like that. Okay. Apparently it was like a really easy interception that uh, I don't know if it was that play. It might've been a different play, but Revis said a high school cornerback could have picked that pass off. This goes to show you ain't elite could have been a hero, but you choked and cost your team and Tom Brady another Super Bowl. And Portnoy retweeted that and said, it would have also secured the greatest season in the history of sports 18 and 0. Instead, it's the greatest choke of all time and how every sports fan will remember Asante Samuel anytime he opens his mouth. The guy choked on the biggest stage possible. There you go. Noted Patriots fan who has had every Patriots back no matter what they've done in the past. But Asante Samuel, you, you get you get the big middle figure from uh, Portnoy. Well, I think that settles it. If Patriots fans hate a former Patriot, he ain't winning. He ain't yeah, winning yeah. that argument. So No, it's over. Sorry, Asante. Uh, we'll keep this receipt, and yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go as far as calling him like a, a POS, but again, don't start battles you can't win. That's all I'll say. And you know what? Sauce has been um, pretty active just being like, why are all these cornerbacks not so mean to each other but coming at each other? Because he's like, we don't play against each other. Why can't we just like support the position and recognize, oh, 
this guy's good. I'm going to pull something from his game. I'm going to, yeah. it's just like, I don't, I don't understand it. Maybe it's just competitive nature. Like you want to be the best, but at the same time, cornerbacks are not facing, facing cornerbacks. Yeah. Wouldn't you that know? be nice if everyone just support each other? Cause I feel like quarterbacks do quarterbacks support each other. Running yeah. backs have certainly done it more wide receivers exchange jerseys all the time. Why is there this like one upsmanship? It's a weird, it's a weird spot to be in. I don't know why. What's the bad blood with uh, defensive backs? One of life's many questions. I, I don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah. Is it just that, yeah, I don't know, their ego or their, their like chippiness. I don't know if you have to have that mentality to be a cornerback, you know? Maybe. Well, we should find a cornerback at training camp, even if it's like a third string guy, someone on the cut line, and ask them, like, why y'all hate each other? What's, yeah. what's, what's the beef, you know? If we can ask Sauce. Hey. If any, honestly, if any New York Jets beat reporters out there listening, there's like some something fundamentally we want to know about cornerbacks' mentality, right? Yeah. Towards other cornerbacks, obviously not on the same team, but like within the league, why is there this competitive nature? It's a good question. I don't know. I've never thought about it. It is. I mean, you you have to have some type of mentality if you're trying to lock down the best receiver on another team. So mm-hmm. you have to think you're the best. You have to have this mentality going into it that this guy's not going to beat me i'm going to shut him down sure but why are you doing that to other people at the same position i don't know i don't know either yeah all right we'll find out maybe i don't know <laughs> again we've never played football at a competitive level so nope. we, we really have no clue no idea aaron come on we gotta we gotta say we we know these things we definitely don't <laughs> in our uh, fall classic years we could uh yeah yeah to- we <laughs> <laughs> we've been known competitive, to you know, throw the pigskin around, play, play at a highly competitive level in, in the, I was going to say backyard football, uh, but sure. Front yard football. We played front yard. Yeah. Yeah. At your house. I think we played in the front yard too. In Nick's we house, did. we played in the front yard. We've, we, we have never played backyard football. In I don't lives. think we have. <laughs> <laughs> we've only played front yard football. Yeah. Is that uh does that take away any credibility from us that we played front yard football? Maybe a little bit. Sound out. You know, respond to the the tweet that we'll put out of this this post that hey, who has played truly played backyard football in the back of a house? Yeah, I, I don't know side side yard football. I don't know. That's honestly this could have been a great name for a podcast. The, the front yard football boys. I don't know, or front just yard. front yard football. Front yard football because like that's not even a phrase because the video game is backyard football. I don't know. Yeah, I'm starting to overthink this. Right, I, I've never I've never thought about that before. I've never played backyard football in my life. That yeah, just where else did we play? Nick's We've never played never played at Joe's. Yours, mine. That's true. That's crazy. We played at like the school. But that's yeah. not like a yard. That's just a field. Is that technically in the back of Joe's house? Like in the house. No, like where we played at school, is that technically behind Joe's house? Technically, it is, but it's but not it's, his. But backyard. it's not a backyard. Yeah, it's not a backyard. True. Wow, yeah. that that kind of ruined my childhood. I've never played backyard football. Sorry to throw a wrench in your memories. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just yard football. But yeah, we've we've got uh, competitive <laughs> amateur yard football, football experience. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's wrap it up with this uh, fun topic. Sauce tweet the sauce tweets of the week. Yep. What did he say? Yeah. So. Um, for some reason, Sauce loves to tweet about restaurants and eating of some sort. So, so this week he uh, tweeted on, yeah. "Guys got to eat." 
on the field and off the field. Uh, he tweeted on July 11th, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. It's enough room on earth for everybody to eat. All right. First of all, I didn't notice this right away, but terrible grammar. <laughs> awful. Awful. <laughs> it's, I didn't notice it either. I was reading it in my brain, like malfunctioned trying to get it out i was like it it in it uh, uh right so it's, it sh- it should read there is enough room on this planet for everybody to eat i guess you could say it's, on this earth yeah instead in this it's, world it's enough room on this earth for everybody to eat there's enough food in this world for everybody for everybody whatever i know what he's trying to say i'm trying to i'm trying to overcorrect but listen uh his point being, there everybody should eat, right? How do you interpret this? It's it's a very confusing tweet. Is he is he coming out the uh, big corporations and all the billions they make and try to cure world hunger? Possibly, I don't think so. But Sauce Gardener, the humanitarian, Sauce Gardener, the farmer, Governor Sauce. Sauce? Sauce Gardner, the lobbyist. Governor Sauce. I like that. <laughs> I feel like it has to do with all the drama of the DBs. And I feel like he's ah. maybe saying, like, there's enough room for everybody to eat. Like, everyone can, you Ooh. know, do a good job. And you know. Yes. So maybe you're saying all this beef that we're yeah. having with the cornerbacks. Ah, okay. And, beef. like, why do we have to have this? Everybody can have a piece. Why are we all fighting like dogs over one piece of meat when there's plenty to go around because then it everybody competes then y- yeah. you don't get paid or you don't get that money so maybe we're onto something there so there's enough beef yes. for everyone to eat unless your back is to the door right so this could also just be like a sauce is at a gardener sauce is at a gardener sauce <laughs> is at a restaurant yep. eating and he's thinking like wow look i'm looking around there's a shit ton of food here and there's people starving in Africa right now, man. Like everybody can eat. It could just be a deep. Everybody thought, can you know? eat. It could be yeah. yeah. It could be a deep thought. Could be a little bit. Again, sauce. We tried to get you to, to talk about the restaurant tweet last mm-hmm. uh, last episode. We need like follow up tweets. What does it mean? What does it mean? Well, that's it's, that's our job. We have to interpret it. It's the New York media overhyping sauce. Yeah, we're the New York media overhyping a Sauce Gardner tweet about eating and beef. It's it's a little cryptic. Everything he yeah. tweets is a little cryptic, but it is. It's cool to talk about because it's like it's like any good book. You're like it's kind of open for interpretation, you know, or or a yeah. movie or a TV show. Like, what do you think it means? I don't know. What do you think it means? And this is kind of the same thing, but it's like a hundred words or characters or whatever. Yeah. So. Sauce, let us know or don't. Just keep us hanging on the edge of our seats off mm-hmm. every word that you tweet throughout the rest of the season. We're but gonna I'll, keep trying to break it down. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, Sauce. Keep them coming though. These are some fire, yeah. albeit very confusing tweets, but it yeah. gives us a shit ton to talk about. So keep going does, to restaurants. So, whatever you have to do to keep eating, keep tweeting. And when the season starts, please don't stop. Right. We need we need to dive into these topics because this is what the fans want. We this is what the fans want. We want to know exactly what's going on in Sauce's head and what he means whenever he tweets. We'll have it on Hard Knocks for sure. Um, yeah. but we also just need it constantly because we're attention starved. Uh, that 60 minutes a week 
of uh, TV is not going to be enough. So we, we need we the yeah. people need more sauce. And if if we see sauce at training camp, mm-hmm. I am going to try to ask him what he meant by the restaurant tweet. We got to get an answer. Got to get an answer. What's going to be the exact question? Why can't you have your back to the door? Yeah, I think that's that's generally just it. Like, what? Yeah. Why can't you have your back to the door at a restaurant? What are you scared that's of? It. I feel like that's a little confrontational. I don't want to get my ass kicked. All right, fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how tall but, is Sauce? What, what? I don't know. Do you think you weigh more than him? No. Okay. Just by height alone. Holy shit! You know Zach Koontz is six eight. He's probably like 260. Koontz? Yeah. Uh, 251. Yeah. yeah. Big boy. Sauce is 6'3", 200 pounds. Yeah, he's, he's a tall tall dude. He's a little, big dude. A little lanky, but yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Who's the shortest tall. dude in the team? How tall is Brees Hall? There's two guys who are 5'8". Brees Hall is... He's not... Not popping up here in my short guys. Retail six one. Okay. Bryce Hall is also six one. Who's the five eight guys? You don't have a guess? Is it like DJ Reed or something? DJ Reed's five nine. Okay. Close. Michael Carter. Five eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. The running back. That should have been Carter. a guess. Yeah, yeah. The cornerback is five ten. So Okay. Yeah. I feel like Michael Carter and us, we could See eye to eye, potentially, which is good. Potentially. He would yeah. he would maybe be at my eyebrows, but Okay. Yeah. That could be a good interview, just for the optics, I think. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you don't have even, to wear lifts. Yeah. <laughs> uh even <laughs> even if we don't get interviews, we want to say at least hey or uh good luck this season or cheer on our guys at training camp, which we're looking forward yeah. to. Um am I missing anything from this week? No, just all the uh, all the excitement. Everything's kind of coming together finally. It's Hard all, knocks. It's all happening. Q's locked up. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Cabin Crew Pod. Yeah, we, we we've been getting listening. the most kind of yeah. um, interactions on Twitter. I've yeah. been having a lot of fun with it, kind of going back and forth with people. Yeah. Um, again, all harmless, just kind of putting our opinions and, and uh, kind of fandom out there. So keep them coming. You don't agree, you agree, just let us know. Please tweet at us at Cabin Crew Pod. We're here for the discussion. Even if you disagree with us, like you dis- yeah. like some of you disagreed with our Dalvin Cook takes, we're just trying to be, again, we'll back it up. If you listen to the pod, you'll know that we're just trying to be rational and not yep. be too delusional, not say yes to everything. I think yeah. the mark of any good sports fan is one who doesn't expect the world. To me, still... Wanting a Super Bowl is expecting the world. It's expecting yeah. the pinnacle of sport. But until we get to a playoff spot, win a playoff game, that's when I'll expect that. For now, yeah, I know we said Jets on hard knocks win Super Bowl, but like realistically, realistically, know, yeah. Let's let's we like... we know what we've been through as Jets fans. Like mm-hmm. we know the trials and tribulations and like all our past experiences. Every rational Jets fan has this in the back of their mind. Like, we are the Jets. Like, we have gotten this curse or this uh, just, stigma just about monkey on very our back. Negative. Yeah, just, for sure. And we just got to, until we get that, that monkey off our back, until we break through that, that you know, 
the playoffs or the regular season that we get to those points that we haven't reached. I think we just got to be calm and no one likes a cocky sports fan. Nobody does. It's true. So we've all been there. We've, we've all been on the receiving side of the cocky sports fan. So let's not be those people. Try not to be at least until the time comes where we can be. Exactly. Which is why we'll be doing this cabin crew podcast all throughout training camp, all throughout the season. Keep listening. And uh, yeah, we, we appreciate listening. In the meantime, for Aaron, I'm Ben. Training camp starts in less than a week. Let's go, baby. Go Jets. See you next time.